0: If more you supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> right Here we Send it now.
1: Good vibes. And the blah. Good blah. Good, good vibes. Good vibes. Underneath breaths
2: of deep gratitude and prayers for guidance and protection. And put on a deed and shamanic drumming track. Shivers or vibrations and stuff like that.
3: And that even today, a lot of people are still influenced by that. There are still men around who would feel, you know, embarrassed to admit that they like, you know, bringing up kids, for example.
0: Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grand America Show. We are going to be chatting with Miriam McLean a little bit later, a.k.a known in TD, we're going to touch on world conflict a little bit, and like the Myers-Briggs and the Jungian archetypes and the 16 different personalities, and um, yeah, we agree on some stuff, we disagree on some stuff, I do agree strongly with the 16 personality types, I just don't agree that we're born that way, I think those are just sort of the 16 different manifestations of experience over childhood, but it's a great chat, it's a fun one, and we got. Graham, the fascist Dunlop, all fired what? up to do a Canadian political rundown. He's going to tell us why we need to vote for big oil. It's going to be a fun, fun intro. What, it's a what are great you talking chat. about? It's going to be a great episode. I could tell by your notes here that this is going to be a, this is going to go off the rails. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, you finally look at the notes. The one well, time you shouldn't probably.
0: The one time I shouldn't look yeah. at the notes because I yeah. could see what I'm up against. Yeah. Unprepared. Yeah. Yeah. So Miriam McLean, uh, great chat. Yeah. She was in New Zealand, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah, is he's you know, writing for a better future. I like that. And the reason why when I, I did some of my journaling sometimes I'll swing it into future tense yeah. on how I'm going to carry myself in a certain situation yeah, or good. how I'll act.
2: That's good. I remember well what got got me interested in her was a blog after one of our shows where the skeptical archaeologists were railing against one of our past guests, and she piped in with a great uh, a great kind of like essay blog about.
0: Was well, that, uh, was that, uh, that was, uh, yeah, no? it was the,
2: the celestial, uh, Martin Swatman. Gobekli Tepe stuff. Yeah. yeah
0: Martin yeah. Swatman. Yeah. Yeah. Good chat. Interesting stuff. Uh, so, so let's
2: just say we'll do, we do these little intros where we get listeners involved in all that and you can skip ahead to the interview with Marianne. Of yeah. Course. This
0: is our lazy rambling section where we read our listener emails, we talk about the things in our day-to-day, our interests sometimes. We listen to Graham rant about stuff and uh, we just try and have a good old time. Some of you just love it and some of you just fucking hate it. So whatever. It's okay. We don't judge either way. What we do prefer is that you support the show either way, whether you like the intros or not, you should support the show. Head over to grimerica.ca slash support today. Sign up for a monthly. We got a bunch of different options. We got PayPal, we got Patreon, we got Stripe. You can send cash buried in books. I mean, if you're trying to figure out a way to send us money, you shoot me an email, and I'll figure out a way to make it happen. And the reason we need to do that is because we take no money from any corporate overlords. We take no money from anybody other than you, the listeners. So if you, the listeners, don't support the show, the show doesn't get support. and and I mean... We don't get to do all these fantastic things like build communes or do audio books or all these sort of fun things we're starting to try and branch out into. We do the contact at the cabin events. We do all these great interviews. and all I don't know of- if
2: you'd say commune. Didn't we have a better word for it? We had a better word Hege- for hegemony? it. Hegemony?
0: No, 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 no. That's not. Like- <laughs> it was the festival grounds. Okay, that's
2: better. What do you want to call it? CAC, CAC grounds, maybe? Contact at the cabin grounds? I don't know. Well, we got to figure something out. Well, we're
0: out. doing the vision quest in March. You can come chaperone. Yeah. Got him back in the chaperone. People <clears throat> love it when you chaperone no, a psychedelic I'm not adventure. I don't know. We'll see. You're right.
2: If I can help out
0: physically, maybe, but I'm not you going can just to just a chaperone fire. You're... Well, we, you're, you should be part of the vision quest. What are you doing? Mushrooms or? Yeah. You should be part of the vision quest.
2: The last time you guys did the wrong mushrooms, the caps versus the stems, it well, didn't really work out very well. It was kind of a weird I, night. I
0: can't even believe that I fell for that bullshit. <laughs> I mean, honestly. It's like you're yeah, trying to watch the, the holy, tried to
2: watch the holy grail and like you ruined that experience
0: for me too. And, and yeah. <laughs> I blame Trufo for all of that. <laughs> um anyway, I'm about to have a big old fight and we're gonna plan. Plan the
2: grounds. So anyways, if you need to know that, email Darren at Darren at GrahamAmerica.com, how to support the show. All the other emails like synchronicities and sightings and stories and hate mail, feedback, hate mail, send it to Graham at All Graham, August, dot com.
0: Graham, Graham oh. at dot com. I'm on Paint the Instagram
2: up. and Darren's on the Twitters. Spam, Graham, Graham. I got one here.
0: We could use my spam. You know what else no one does is no one uses the text line or the voicemail four oh three. Because probably because we don't say it enough. Seven oh that yeah I'm not blaming it. But it's in it. the one, show notes. We don't too. well no one fucking checks the show notes for anything. This is a problem. People are like, you know how many emails I get asking where they can find, hey, I love that music at the end of the show. Does he have a page <clears> or <throat> it's like it's all in the show notes. You just click that song in the show notes, it'll take you right to the page where you can buy that song. Awesome. Graham takes a lot of time, effort into these notes and all you have to do is like Figure out how to get to the fucking notes on your iPod player. Yeah, but Every. maybe we
2: got to do a better, better job of putting them in the YouTubes and stuff. I do have to manage the YouTubes a little better. So, we'll oh yeah,
0: the YouTubes a fucking train wreck. Yeah. It's a yeah. train wreck again.
2: Yeah. 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 Well, it didn't take long. I'm trying. I'm gonna I'm gonna link the the uh, the live stream that we've done in the past to like the the one that gets published via the podcast with the art.
0: Yeah, so you could. I mean, you. There's hours and hours of work in YouTube yeah. to do again now. And that's yeah. the thing is if you get it caught up, then you can keep up on it. Yeah. And it's really only like 20 minutes a week, but right yeah. now it's buried. I mean, it's been a crazy summer. We're playing catch up in a lot of ways with the black budget and everything yeah. else. It's been a crazy summer, motherfuckers, but everything is settling back down. Yeah. We got audio books coming up. We got all sorts of great content coming out. We'll get that black budget feed going again got some Brandon Powell content that's going to pop out there in the next couple of days. Oh, yeah, right. So uh, we appreciate your patience. You know what's great is we can go months without releasing any black budget content. Not even one email. Yeah, people are great. Uh, Listeners are the best. We love you guys. You guys are the best. You guys make us better people. So what do you got?
2: Well, I got an email from uh, Andrew. He says, uh, hey, guys, greetings from Alaska. I enjoy your perspective as part of the many voices I listen to in my daily, weekly media diet. I wonder, would you be willing to break down the Canadian political reality on an episode? I hear plenty from you about U.S. and world affairs, but I would be thrilled to hear more about what you think about Canada and the Canadians people situation and all this madness going on these days. For example, what was that Trudeau blackface thing really about? Who is trying to bring him down? What is the Trudeau family legacy and power-broking in Canada and the world? Thanks, guys. Andrew. So, I don't know. I email, I mean, I'll email them back, saying maybe we'll talk about it or whatever. But I mean, we're to be honest. Like caveat right up front. Like
0: I don't know anything about. We Canada. don't know a lot about this. About
2: so I know from people I talk to. I don't watch the Canadian news, so I don't. See
0: Two that years ago, it. I would have known a lot more. Yeah, but I've sort of just completely unplugged from the whole situation. Yeah. The main thing I notice about Canadian politics is that. I think we're a lot more um propagandized. What's the word for being propagand? Dude,
2: they're they're just as bad. Are you kidding? They're not we can't we're not worse than the states. We are quite a Maybe bit. Maybe it's though. just
0: because there's so many of them that the the that the vocal the vocal discontent is bigger, so it seems bigger. But it seems in the States like they're less bought it. Like it seems like in Canada
2: we're more and we're few and far uh, between actually yeah it could we're be we're few yeah, and yeah. far between yeah could be and
0: you know it's like i mean most of the canadians i talk to still think we got more of a free market and more and more individuality in our in our commercial aspects in canada i'm like you're fucking dreaming if you think that's the case it's so much harder to open maintain a
3: business, business in oh, canada yeah.
0: compared to the states it's fucking crazy it's nearly impossible if you want to open up a chest a coffee shop in Chestermere, it better be a tim hortons that's it if it's not a Tim Hortons, you're not allowed to open up a coffee shop in Chestermere. Actually, that's not true. It could be a Starbucks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Or a blend or a blends or like yeah. one of the, one of the corporate, one of the like ones where there's
0: hundreds of them in Canada. Well, the like, East Hills shopping plaza, they said right on the website, if you're not an established chain store, don't even bother. Don't bother applying. Yeah. Chain stores only. Yeah. And that'll be everywhere soon in Canada. But so like that's a really good point. That's where I think we're more homogenized. So there's less. So um, I don't know where I was going with that, but I think we're just sort of Well, you
2: were talking about the media and the brainwashing and how people don't realize what it's really like. Now, I'm going to say is
0: a good example, because in Alberta is Alberta's Alberta's kind of the strange place in the world where our economy is sort of dependent on oil in a lot of ways. And just to see the simple, and I'm not even going to call it brainwashing, but it's this simple thing. And what what I equate it to is why we will be looked upon as being on the wrong side of history one day. And that's because we all just sit here and pretend, like in Alberta is a good example because what we do is, you know, fuck the Indians, fuck the... Rights. We need this fucking pipeline because we need the jobs. And I feel terrible for any anyone who needs a job. I mean, it's it sucks when you don't have a job. But Alberta is this weird sort of dynamic where you can see even the people who probably don't agree with the stuff we're going to do to get this initiate initiative through will still jump up and down and have an "I love oil and gas" sticker on the back of their car. And it's just it's this weird sort of thing where where it's like what I would say is not voting with your dollars, you know what I mean? So you can vote whoever you want to into power in the Canadian politics, but as long as you have a, you know, as long as you think that you need the oil industry to fucking feed your kids, then you're in, then we're in trouble.
2: Well, we kind of do in a lot of ways. And the problem is, is that we're, we're buying oil offshore. So Alberta's, you know, making this this oil, we're sending all our profits, or a lot of them, to other provinces, and there's all these transfer payment issues, mm-hmm. So we are kind of getting hosed here in Alberta. Really, the politicians back east don't give a shit about the Western Canada, and they've said that. I mean, of course, Vancouver and China is probably a different story now, and we'll talk about that a little bit, but... The payments are going there. We're buying oil from overseas. Why aren't we using oil? So our you know ROI, what? Right? Maybe
0: I will vote conservative just so the conservatives so can win so that in three years we can sit here and see that nothing change. Exactly. So I don't know, but I want to change. I. Well, I mean, I w- I've been in Alberta for through like the last, you know, before Trudeau and before the NDP, it was eight years of conservatives. And it was better than oil was 130 dollars a barrel. It was better than that. maybe that's why it was. It was better. booming. Was, oil was one hundred twenty dollars a barrel. The I whole think in Canada see, was booming. The
2: thing is, I think in Canada it does. It, Canada does make a bit of a difference. The 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 politics.
0: I don't think it does. Not like in other
2: countries, maybe it doesn't as much. But
0: I I I, but, no, I don't think so. Well,
2: I mean, for one thing, I personally I need to. We need to get Trudeau out of there. I mean, I, I just I think he's a, he's one of the. Full on globalist leaders, and it's just his whole thing is based on climate change, and I that that just creeps the hell out of me. You know, we can't we can't be moving towards a one world government based Joe on a global warming. When government. we were talking,
0: what do you mean? He was protesting in Montreal for climate action. Who is he protesting?
2: Yeah, it's just it's he was just protesting disgusting.
0: His own government.
2: This is the what they've grabbed onto, right? What about the rest of the stuff? I don't want to pay a carbon tax. I mean, we've got we're he's. Okay, let's get into the black. So we should
0: have right just back. had our carbon tax. We just lost our carbon tax. And what happened? Gas went down for a couple of weeks and creeped right back up. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I'm not saying that, that it's going to change, but I we got to try. We have to try because I normally I wouldn't even vote. So like, what, honestly, I'm, I wasn't so what a,
0: I'm saying is that is the trap that they've pulled us into. Yeah. They've got us voting again. They've got us caring again. They've got us thinking that what we think or what we vote for Makes or that difference. we're going to make a fucking difference. And that's going to catch us up for another 15 years and it'll go by like that. And it'll be 15 years later and nothing will have fucking changed. Nothing, nothing.
2: I know, but, but we've got to try and resist the push against the global one world government. That's where it's going. I mean, you know, so maybe the conservatives in- will be a little better about that, but I don't want to pay a carbon tax for this global warming bullshit. I really, I think it's, it's, sure. it's-
0: but right now. My paychecks are higher than they were a year and a half ago. So I go back and forth on that too. And but it's not true.
2: even working though right now. Like I mean, the the standard of living is ridiculous in Canada. Nobody can nobody can hardly make ends meet. Savings. I mean, even when you make a lot of money, it's very difficult. People on disability, they're fucked. They can't get enough. So even our socialist programs aren't working right now. Disability, I don't think is working. The medical system is not working. You wait six to nine months for an MRI or a CAT scan. By the time you get one, your injury's healed. I mean it. There's a lot of issues yeah, with our there's system, and there's, the, and there's the commercialization that of you talked about. And there's
0: not enough people. We go to so China
2: got- for steel, like we're our, I was talking to a a guy in uh, in Vancouver. There, he's saying that uh, a lot of these Don't poles, a the lot table. of these poles that are uh, we used to fabricate here in Canada, they're all getting done in China
0: now, like power poles. Wow, you know and- why? Because it's fucking cheaper. I know, but there's got to be... This is exactly it. So as a country, we're doing the exact same thing we do as an individual. So I think, actually, this is a real good example of my argument that to make the world a better place or to make the country a better place or to make your town a better place, you make better people, which starts with you being a better person. So I would say that Canada or the Canadian government going to China for steel poles is the same as me going to fucking Walmart so that I can save $2 on shit that came from China when I could go to the Ma and pa store that's a couple months away from going out of business down the road and pay the extra $3 or $4. This is the exact same thing. It's a fractal of what we're doing as individuals. Extrapolated to a country thing. It's Let's go
2: to China because it's
0: fucking cheap.
2: No, no, no. They're trying to. That's not the only reason. That's bullshit. They're going there for brownie points, and they're going there because they have backroom deals, or they're sending our money through the Clinton Foundation, other organizations, all the same shit. So when we go do that,
0: individual level. No,
2: we're not. We don't make those decisions to send our money through these money laundering, non-governmental organizations and charities. That's. Our government, that's Trudeau's government, sending our
0: money abroad. I don't don't want our money abroad. I don't want my money going to the Clinton Foundation. You'd have to pull up the stats from the last fucking 50 years. So what did Harper do? How much money did Harper send overseas? Yeah, it's
2: still happening, I know, but it's got to... Yeah, but you need to know the
0: exact amount or you can't say it's worse for Trudeau. Because I don't know that it's worse for Trudeau. I know as far as killing brown people, it was the exact same thing from Harper to Trudeau. And I know that the fucking, so this is Killing brown people, what do you mean? Overseas? What, with our peacekeeping corps? As long as we're selling weapons and helicopters and fucking planes to Saudi Arabia, you're killing brown people in Yemen. So Trudeau can sit here and talk all the shit, but he's still selling fucking weapons to He won't Saudis. even
2: answer a question. Like, even on a personal level, if you've ever seen him in an interview, yeah, it's disgusting. That's on
0: purpose, dude. That's what I'm saying. That's so that people like you can be caught up
2: in that. I'm gonna vote I'm gonna try and vote him out. I'm gonna Good. use my vote to try and make a change. That's all. Like normally years ago I wouldn't be like that. Now I feel like we need to change. So maybe I'm brainwashed. I don't
0: know. That's but what it's I, not it's not getting any better. I think it's our a streets over from our, Trump. That's our, what the Canadians are getting caught up in the whole Dude, fucking, our streets Trump, it's is. not
2: even safe in our city anymore. You can walk around the streets, it's not safe anymore. The crime I is I not know. getting any better. I addiction and homeless you don't addiction live in the city. The, you don't live disturb- in the city. Addiction and homelessness is an issue that's not getting any better. It's getting way worse. Drug addictions way worse. Homelessness is way worse. And you're blaming the, the cops, government
0: for the co- drug addiction being worse? Maybe. Maybe it's got it, it's I'm getting worse. It's us. getting I'm worse. I'm blaming people for drug addiction because we fucking fractal... And the government's involved in that, and the media's that's the involved thing. in that. It, that's but the thing. we're just not whole people anymore. And that, you, I, don't want, I don't want to live in a world that I expect the fucking government to fix that. It's getting worse. I right? don't want to live in a world that I expect the government to, respond, to be responsible for people at that fucking fundamental of a level.
2: If you're, if you're arresting people for crimes and you're letting them go, and they just go make crimes in another area... This is what they're doing. I've caught. Friends. Yeah, but these they criminals you the they just got to the addicts that
0: you want to protect at the same time. These I'm are not the saying main protect them. I'm saying deal with the issue. There's no. There's, I'm, I'm not saying, saying I don't want the government to deal with that issue. I. I, I you, they got to deal would with say crime. Is the government has their fucking greasy tentacles in enough aspects of our lives, and us fucking jumping up and down and asking for more is a fucking terrible idea. At less, least the government. Con- that's, less government, less well, government. That,
2: then, then that's where the Conservatives will probably be better. There's less government, supposedly. I don't know I'm is. I'm not saying that the federal thing is going to help these local issues, but it's, it's better than the Liberals getting, wanting more, bigger government. Every, as soon as you get bigger and bigger, the, the well, bureaucracy gets the out of control. How long
0: have the Conservatives been in power in Alberta now? They haven't been. Yeah, sure they are. The, they just changed over, right? Yeah, it's been about yeah. six months. Yeah, six months. That's like an eighth of the term. They are twelve percent into the fucking conservative rule. I would say by now we should have noticed some sort of something. I mean, well, that's carbon all the yell the gas is more still the same price. My fucking heat's still the same price. Gas is more expensive than it was six months ago. Yeah. So this is my point that 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 it's all just smoke and mirrors and the actual policies aren't aren't gonna change. Yeah,
2: I'm yeah I I i not going to disagree with that. But I don't feel like, I feel like i got to try and give it like a Like chan- I said the other chance. day, the
0: best possible thing would be is if we could just vote like just enough people into each party so that they can't do anything for four years. So that they just fight amongst themselves for four years. And you know what? I bet you they'd still push some legislation through. They'd find some shit to agree on that would cost us fucking money.
2: Do you hear about this LNG plant that... Got approved there, and most of it's going to China. Like $12 billion worth of steel. There's a $40 billion contract for this thing. Mm-hmm. And steel companies are shutting down in mm-hmm. Canada, and it's going to fucking China. We need to keep more in-house. It just I makes agree. sense. We need to keep more in-house. We can't just send all our money abroad when people are barely making ends meet here, and the I socialist agree. programs aren't working, and the addiction and the homelessness is getting worse.
0: Well, I don't think any of the isms work with with, with out you know and i don't even know if humans are capable of having a good enough nature for any of the isms to work but capitalism socialism communism i mean all of those isms boil down to fucking people in charge of people or in charge of systems or in charge of things on some fucking level so as long as people are failable and tend to you know and tend to be polluted by power then we're going to we're just going to keep ourselves th- i think this is
2: kind of how it summarize summarize it for me is I can't trust the media at all. CNN and and the American media. I mean, you saw that Veritas thing come out from CNN, right? This is coming okay. from the top of CNN. It's completely biased. There, mm-hmm. There's an agenda and it's an impeachment agenda and they're admitting it from the top. It's a joke. Our Canadian media is not much better. It's all ad- agenda driven. And when I don't trust them as in a whole institution, they're the ones it's. Here's why I, I seem to backlash against it, because they're the ones that are for Trudeau. They're the ones that are for the the American Democrats. Like they're part of the oh, same yeah, system. But, so got a because plan. I, but because I don't trust them, like it I'm just naturally pushing against that bullshit narrative. But I don't believe anything they fucking say anymore.
0: It's boiled down to not feel the are the city and not trusting your neighbors. And they're the
2: And they're the ones that are pushing glo- the global climate change and all this bullshit. They're the ones pushing the, the narratives, again, you know, calling people racist, calling people names because of their political beliefs. I mean, so, oh man, you cannot, if, if people just stop watching so whoever you want and, and stop watching. But that's the exactly Canadian what I'm news. talking
0: about. If you want to fucking make change, do that. That's what I'm saying. So don't but go, vote for anyone. Tell everybody you fucking know to cancel their cable. No. Vote. Cancel it. Because when nobody's got cable anymore, fucking global news has no power and CNN has no power. And that's, I mean, it's the exact same thing. Vote now and start Canadians are going to vote in a bunch of conservatives because they're pissed that we're buying stuff from China. But then when I go to Walmart, it's fucking packed and I can't find a parking spot. And I'm going to Walmart, too. And I'm sending my dollars to China. And that comes back to the the overall economy, though, because we can't fucking make ends meet here. I could afford to shop someplace else, but Walmart's cheaper. And I know that doesn't. You work got for a good everyone. savings? Does everybody,
2: you know, used to be fourteen percent of your income in the in the fifties and sixties was was your household expenses? Now it's like forty four, fifty yeah, percent. it's it's, it's way harder to make ends meet now. Of that.
0: I mean, I go both ways. This on is that, an a, an economic problem from the fucking because I know a bunch of people banking. personally that are fucking in over their heads. That I fucking watched them and warned them a few steps of the way while they were getting in over their heads because the other thing that those people didn't have was $200 fucking cable bills every month or $150 cell phone bills or $200 internet bills, or, you know, that's, that's the other. And I'm not saying that's all of it because I mean the whole inflation and that side of things is fucked. But at the same time, we've got this other sort of culture that doesn't want to save up any money for anything or wait for anything. It needs to have everything now. And I'm as guilty of that as fucking anybody. And and we don't get taught about that while we're younger by our yeah. parents or any place yeah. else. So you run into your twenties and you've already got 20 or 30 grand in bad fucking debt. You've got to try and clean up. Yeah. Yeah, and, no, and I agree. It's hard to that out. That center of the way. So what I'm saying is there is a huge aspect of what you're talking about, but the, um, in my opinion, you fix that by taking some personal fucking inventory and figuring out where you can maybe tighten your belt and where you can maybe, not support the people that you think you shouldn't be supporting yeah. with your dollars yeah. and not getting the new iPhone when it comes out. Yeah. And maybe you don't need an iPad and maybe you don't need a, a 70 inch fucking television yeah. or you don't need the new MacBook quite yet, or, yeah. or you don't need a whole lot of stuff. You don't need a $6 coffee in the morning. Um, and I'm not saying that everyone's doing that, but I know I do that. And yeah then, no then it's, then it's hard complain to complain when i don't know it's, it's hard to
2: parse that out between the stuff that we really don't need that we still buy mm-hmm. compared to what we need to buy that's fucking five times as much as it used to be and our wages haven't gone up fuck all in 30 years
0: that's right so that's so, that so i just think that all of that just you know all of that is so big. you know who's you know who says it well is jordan peterson yeah just clean your room clean your room and get your house in order and then go out and change the world. And I think if we all did that, by the time we got around to going out to to get to the part where we actually went out to try and change the world, we'd notice that the world had already changed a little bit just from everybody cleaning the room. But I mean, I agree with you. I I fucking hate Trudeau. (laughs) I mean, he drives me crazy. He drives me crazy, but I think the whole blackface thing. I mean, for an example, I to talk to you about for an that. example of how scripted our reality is. I mean, that shit's been just that. All that stuff is 10, 15, 20 years old. I'm. And it comes out like two or three months before the election. And now what I'm going to say is it's not even so the Conservatives can win. It's also that this little, we're slowly seeing a merger of two parties in Canada here, aren't we? Well, that's the other thing I want to talk about. So let's get back to that. But I want to address Andrews. makes all that seem a little more uh, natural or a little less manufactured when that all starts with some blackface stuff. Well, the merger of the NDP and the Liberals.
2: Well, that's what we have to talk about for people that don't understand the way our system works either. Like, I do I know we don't either. But let's just like from from a from a like a real layman's naive perspective. This is good to talk about it probably. But Andrew's email seemed to sense that 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 that, that somebody was uh, trying to take Trudeau down
0: by releasing these blackface photos. I or disagree. Now, they're trying to make. I think trying trying that to was a natural political I, merger. Seem less fucking well. Shady. I don't know
2: if it goes that deep. I mean, look. I think. I so. think it is 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 bound to happen. That that these things were going to be released, but the thing is, he's not racist. He shouldn't even have to apologize for being no, racist. I agree. This is the problem. This is the problem. We so shouldn't he, this even... is
0: another good example of how many people. And I'm going to use our own fucking chat room for an example because our chat room leans right. Oh, well, at least there's a very vocal part of our chat room that leans right. Well, it's it's and not. It's I don't even think it's no, right. It's center. Time, it's, it's center. It's some center it's in there, just... but but you know, we were just as bad. That jumping on Trudeau for blackface nope, shit, nope. Our chat room nope. sure was. There was fucking posts in there all day, every it's day. It's because he's. It's because he's leading the
2: identity politics globalist charge. So it's just an ironic thing, is that? It's why? it's
0: an ironic thing.
2: It's because hey, you've been because you've what been I called. It, it you're to. leading this identity politics charge that are calling people out for this, and you were doing it yourself. Yeah. Now. I heard somebody say the best about thing that. about it is like this is when we who are against that like who want who are against the, the, the extreme PC don't even hold them accountable for that. Just say like it's not racist. Yeah, and don't don't buy into that. Like being just as did. bad as they are. No, they didn't. Exactly. I mean, I don't know what our chat. Maybe our chats were a little bit harsh against him. But I don't think he was racist. I don't think he is racist. And I don't think he should apologize for it and pretend that it was
0: racist. No, I agree. And if he actually spoke out about, against other people that did blackface, then that is super fucked up. I, I haven't actually, like, I'm not in deep enough to know that he actually said that. What I think is that the next day a bunch of people said that he said that before and you yeah know, i don't think he just, did like, either i don't know if he did around, either right?
2: but it's it's just the because is, of what he stands we for we live in this it's world cause...
0: nowadays where you can just say shit and no one's gonna fact check yeah. it and you can throw stories on and it's like it's all fake like there's such an overwhelming amount of fakeness in the fucking world right now that it's i just feel like it's better just sit back and read a book
2: yeah yeah oh man it's So, I mean, I feel like we should leave him alone about that. And it just shows, his hypocrisy
0: will show enough if you just leave it alone. I just feel bad for him lately, you know? I really feel like he's just a puppet that's in way (laughs) over his head, and he didn't know what he was getting into, and he's just making a fucking ass of himself every day, and his kids are going to see this shit, and his grandkids are going to see this shit. And I mean, sometimes I just feel bad for the guy. It's just like, oh, but he just feels like the least authentic must have authentic like such person. a good idea in the beginning. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. He's I mean, just, do you see a smile yeah, on his face? He's, he's, he's so young. Like, he's just being brought into the world of fascism. He was a right? thespian, it a and while. It was perfect. It's Trump, like, boom, just paint Trump's myself in it. black and I'll be, I'll act out this other part. It's not racist. Trump's got, Trump's got it down. He's 70. He was only like 45. He's got 30 years of being fascist. I have that shit locked down too. Like his pops. Dude, Trump will actually answer
2: questions and he's more authentic than people people think. Give you him think credit. Trudeau would be Trudeau at is, that. The is the fakest a, fucking a drama guy ever. Teacher. You think he be thing. like he's, it. No, he cuz like he can't he's do so a better fake cuz he's trying to be fake. The cuz they're, they're they're not he's not authentic.
0: Anyway, all this political talk stuff. Oh,
2: it's <laughs> just crazy. So anyways, what's happening in Canada now is the NDP has have said so the NDP is like the union party kind of thing. And they've said they're going to join with the Liberals to beat the Conservatives. Is that what is that what it is?
0: Well, I think, no, it's not going to be that. What's going to happen is we're going to hu- end up with like a hung thing.
2: Right. So that's so, so minority what,
0: government. So that happens in this, in Canada all the time is you can end up with. Well,
2: because we, so we have like so many parties.
0: Diff- we have like five or, or six main parties, right? Yeah. And you need so many votes to push anything through, so then you got to start doing collaboration. So, yeah, they call it, what's the other word for A, minor- it, a
2: minority. No, but they call it, they, they they collaborate, but they don't call it collaboration, but there's something else they call it where they join together.
0: Uh, I'm going call it a collaboration.
2: Yeah, so they collaborate together to, to basically, they join forces kind of thing. So the NDPs would, have already committed, I think, with the liberals that they're going to join the liberals and against the conservatives because I think they're probably scared that the conservatives are going to get a lot of votes
0: this year. You know, they might. I mean, the conservatives are in power not too long ago. Not
2: much changed, dude. I think a lot's changed in the the
0: global scheme
2: of things. I think a lot's changed. It's gotten it's it's, it's going down that that hill that the one you're talking about, you know, hard to open up businesses, hard to to make ends meet. I mean, it's.
0: Anyways, yeah, I, I would just say we've been going down that hill for thirty years.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. I no, mean, we've not, gone yeah. back
0: and forth. No, between I mean, the look, governments.
2: hey, a few years ago, I was fully there. I was I like, know, I'm I was trying like, to get I'm, you back. Where we've switched roles here back. a little bit. You were into politics a couple of years ago. I wasn't. Now, you know, now I feel like I should vote. You know, and I'm going to vote. Like I talked to my mom about this. She's vote she, for America. I used to. to I, I used to support. be so. I used to be a bit of a socialist. My sister and I would defend socialism
0: to my mom. I will defend socialism. And
2: and, and, and and I used to get pissed off at her for strategically voting. I'm like, you can't vote for somebody because you don't, because you need them to win and because you should vote for who you, like my argument was you vote for who you think you you want to be in. And then it might take years and years and years, but at least they'll start to build that popularity because people voted for them, even though they know they're going to lose. But now I kind of agree with my mom. I'm like, well, and most people
0: have no problem with socialism either. I mean, let's be honest, Canada's social, social capitalism. We have an extremely giant social net to catch people from falling off the edge. And it's not really working, you know? Well, it's working better than in some places. I mean, for a perfect example, I don't have to have a fucking mini heart attack when I'm, when I find out I'm having a kid. Yeah. Whereas you know, yeah, I've got multiple friends of the show that it's like, yeah, that's three to five thousand dollars. Or,
2: or if from. something happens, like you get, I get hurt on the way home, I can go to the hospital, no problem. Yeah, like, I, I agree. There's a lot of things that do work,
0: but and that's where I can get on board with socialism because I think that you should have a social safety net in a certain ways. And you know, I have, and that's not to say that I'm against capitalism because I agree with capitalism too, and I agree but, with socialism. But the problem is that I don't think, think the, the, the math is a has hybrid been done. of it all.
2: I don't think the math has been done though. Like for pensions and for disabilities and all that, like you know, people that retire that don't have a savings, you're fucked. You're fucked in this day and age. You don't have enough to live on. You're, you're. There's no like this thing that when I grew up 20, 30 years ago, it seemed like that was it was all going to work out. It was all okay. You had this safety net. If you get hurt, if you're disabled, you got a disability. If you retire, you got enough to live comfortably. Sure, that's no longer that's, the that's case.
0: That's fine, but then. You also got to fucking remember that we're very fresh into this shit and you got to think that like into what? For, into this society and that like 300 years ago if I if my ancestors couldn't catch race chase down a fucking buffalo during the winter then a bunch of them might just fucking starve to death and there was no anybody nobody was going to fucking help them. So there's like that's still inbred in us in some things. And we got to remember where we came from that, that, yeah, yeah. you know, there's a certain aspect of that too. And not having 250 grand in your retirement account when you retire, you know, if I would have tried to explain that to my yeah, great, but they didn't need that They were
2: probably happier well, and more content they back they then. Happy. I mean, yeah. you know,
0: because they, they, they had, relied they on their no own, they relied on their
2: tribe and their own thing.
0: And they had less expectations. But we can't do
2: that now. That's not our fault. I mean, that's some the, of it that's is. the that's the, no, the world no, systematic blame, central banking. Let go
0: of blame. That shit'll never serve you. You gotta just you you are better off taking the part of that that is your fault that you do have some control over and focusing on that.
2: Central banking's still in charge. That's still a fuckery. Well, at
0: go the top. okay. Well, I'm just saying weekend, there's things that there's things that we don't have control ticket. over. Okay, so that's oh I agree. Well, I'm saying is. All of your fucking energy and effort that is put towards concentrating on something that you have fundamentally no control over is a waste of that energy.
2: Maybe it's not. Maybe you're making people aware of it. Maybe eventually that will, that will
0: help. You are. I'll give you that because you're talking into a microphone right now that's going to go out to a bunch of people. And you're going to make them jump up and down about things they can't change and waste a bunch of their time. But, uh, I mean, maybe you're right in that respect. But part of my new found, I'm trying to follow that stoicism route is really trying to not waste any of my time or energy on things that I have no control. I
2: like it, dude. I like it. it. I mean, I say the serenity prayer all the time, right? Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference, right? That's huge. That's you're just, you're just saying the serenity prayer. So, we're going to skip the quotes and everything. Oh, I got a quote here, though. You got one? Okay. But, but I want to mention, like, for people. I got to get out of here. People can't, like, get away from the mainstream media, honestly. Oh, yeah.
0: Cancel your cable. Even guys like. Cancel your even guys fucking like, cable. And even then, guys guys like, Netflix.
2: Sticks, Hex, and Hammer and Sargon of a Cod, Tim Poole. These guys are in the center. They're nonpartisan. They talk common sense. I mean, Tim used to be on the left, but now he's getting, you know, he's getting railroaded uh, from people thinking that he's on the right because, you know. He's actually just calling, calling things out. So there's a lot of awesome fucking resources out there for people to watch. I'm trying to get off of YouTube email, myself.
0: Email us. If you need some inspiration on what you're going to do with your time after you cancel your cable, you fucking email me. And I'll send you a list of things that will keep you busy for the first year of no cable. I'll do that as a service there you go. to people who cancel the cable. But I'll only do that if you take a couple of dollars from that cable bill. Send it over the Gramerica <laughs> account. Gramerica.ca slash What a better way to do
2: it, though. 100, 100, 200 bucks for your cable. Send it to all your independent yeah.
0: uh, creators. Okay, you ready? I'm going to play this jingle. Where is it?
1: It's the profound quote of the week.
0: Oh, yeah. Fuck. Ryan even text me. Because the quote cut off in the last episode. So Ryan texted me like two days ago. He's like, hey, man, you should fix that jingle before the next show.
2: <laughs> there was another thing he said, too. There was two things. Did we do the other one? Uh, Clean the uh, studio or something like that? Or
0: I can't remember. Well, your mic cord needs to be replaced. It's got squished or crushed or something. It's ground fault notes. Yeah, someplace, that's cords. what that yeah, sound we is. Anything. We know about it. We're going to fix it. We need <sighs> cords. We need cord money. America.ca support. All right, let's hear your quote.
2: Oh, I got, I got, yeah, I got a quote. This will be appropriate. Deep state quote. I think it is. The deep state has a life of its own, like the government itself. It's composed of top echelon employees of a dozen pretorial agencies like the FBI, CIA, and NSA, top generals, admirals, and other military operatives, long-term congressmen, senators, and directors of important regulatory agencies but deep state is so much broader than just the government. It includes the heads of major
0: corporations. All of humor, heavenly (laughs) heavily. (laughs) That's basically the definition. That's like the first point in the definition of fascism, just for the record. Heavily involved in
2: selling to the state and enabling it. This includes absolutely Silicon Valley. Although these guys are at least have a sense of humor evidenced by their don't be evil motto. It also includes that out. What?
0: Took that out. Did they?
2: Yeah.
0: Who did? Google (laughs) took out the don't be
2: evil clause. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a bad sign. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're not going to try to hide it anymore. No. It also includes all the top people in the Fed and the heads of all major banks, brokers, and insurers. Add the presidents and many professors at top universities, which act as deep state recruiting centers. All the top media figures, of course. And many regulars at the things like the Bohemian Grove and the Council on Foreign Relations. They epitomize the status quo held together by
0: power, money, and propaganda. Uh you couldn't have picked a better quote to end out the episode with. That's I mean basically It's just,
2: just all falling apart. You're driving. And my this point is like and this is like
0: so it's because you 'cause you're gonna now. start the audio book right away for understanding the F word. Yep. Uh, That's from Dave McGowan. Yeah, Dave McGowan, the late, great Dave McGowan. in
2: fascism.
0: His daughter's given us the go-ahead to create the audio version of the book so she can get it on Audible. Every place else, great audio books are found. We also got one coming out on Recovery. Yeah, Buddha, the the Recovery Buddhist one's going to come out this weekend. Yep. Uh, well, the RP P. Antoni one that Graham read, that'll be coming out. He's going to do the McGowan one. Uh, of course, we're doing that for the McGowan estate so that they can generate a link for the Center for an Informed America. But, uh, ooh, if you were a black budget supporter, who knows? You might be able to find a way to listen to that. Anyway, slash support. Enjoy this fantastic chat with Miriam and have a good weekend.
2: So all the way from across many ponds in New Zealand, we have Miriam McLean with us, aka Nonan Titi. Nonan Titi is her pen name. She's a writer. She's got quite the history. She's home educated her two kids. Uh, she's been a Montessori teacher. She's studied Montessori or uh, tropical nursing and midwifery, and she's also been studying Carl Jung psychology and personality type theories for like twenty years. And she has a degree in philosophy. So uh it's uh we'll have lots to talk about. Thanks for uh, coming on the show.
3: Thank you for having me.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh I mean, I think we should start with maybe going over some of your background and all that. I, I mean, what caught caught my attention was uh actually one of our episodes we did uh, with Martin Sweatman, who is a doctor. I mean, I I think I should explain that first and then we can talk about your background and then kind of get into your writing and all that, but um there was some. He really rubbed the archaeologists the wrong way. He because he's coming from a different scientific background, and he's trying to show these uh, correlations with Göbekli Tepe and the the uh, the calendar and like all this prehistory stuff. And and it, it kind of ruffled some feathers. And there's some people in in Canada that were, or at least uh, one archaeologist that was writing some pretty pretty nasty responses. And I think I saw your your response or your blog or an article to that kind of explaining like both sides and, and sort of bringing it back to like different personality types and different paradigms that we live in. So that's how, and then I started, you know, reading more of your stuff and that's kind of, and I thought, you know, that we have this show here, you know, you'd be an interesting person to talk to about this. So that's why we decided to have you on.
3: Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. No, I saw that too. I I watched all these different episodes, these different people, and I kind of find it, my job to try and and explain both sides because all all the conflict in the world, basically, apart from, you know, a few crazy people, most conflict comes from normal people with the best of intentions just misunderstanding each other. Ah. So having this psychological background, I try to at least show people that, you know, we're not doing this on purpose. We're not trying on purpose to be controversial or hurt each other. We're just... Having a different way to relate to the world, and that is inborn, we can't change that, so we're going to have to learn to live with that yeah <laughs> that's basic very basically about
2: yeah well, I go. well I'm interested in in how your or what your viewpoint is over the last few years, especially how things are getting more polarized, and there's more in a way there's more surface level conflict and people judging people way more. It seems now that there's an online social media presence and people are, have this anonymity behind the keyboard, you know, it seems to be getting worse, but maybe before that, we'll uh, get into your, how you got interested in Carl Jung and, and the personality types and all that.
3: Okay. So I, I started training as a nurse and, and I was training for a nurse. I also trained for um, uh, mental health care. And so psychology was part of that. So, should I carry on? We're <laughs> so, good. Uh, okay. So um, psychology, I heard about Carl Jung then, but it never really clicked that he was more special than any of the other theories. I mean, theories about personality types have been around since people have been around, obviously. And uh, most of that comes from people observing each other and noticing, well, hey, some people are more alike than others. So, the The idea of personality types is nothing new, but most of it comes from observing outward behavior. And Carl Jung did, did something else. He said, okay, there must be something inside people that causes these differences that we're observing. And therefore, you have so many personality theories depending on you know what people look at. Some people look at the the body connection. Other people look at the cognitive part. And everybody comes up with different types. And and Jung did he he kind of got this insight of now. If you look inside people, it's the tendencies that are different. It's actually not the specific behavior which we have control over, but it is the way we deal with information. It's how we take in information, how we process information. And that is different in different people. And therefore, we tend to deal with different aspects of information differently. So he kind of started seeing that. And he came up with this theory almost 100 years ago now. And since then, that has obviously been growing a lot, and um, it's generally most known as Maya's briggs But um, that is there's a lot of popular takes on it. Some of them better than others, and um, there's a huge international community, just like as with the the archaeological community. There's a lot of independence, uh, and with a huge amount of evidence behind them, and and uh, and especially with a lot of um, with practical experience of how to work with it and that it works and um so um i got interested in that about 20 years ago when my husband brought home a book that we had he had been at his at his uh, his work they had done a personal development course and they had introduced it there um the myers-briggs things tend to be most popular in businesses still yeah and so he brought the book home and um He's never had it back. It's, it's been mine ever since. Um, I just clicked. It just opened the door to me. It just said, okay, look, all these people all my life that said, ah, you're wrong and behave better and behave like everybody else and try to see it from my... I, I suddenly clicked that that's not possible. We are all different. And that's a good thing. You know, if we were all alike, then we wouldn't have any progress. We have conflict, but conflict is the other side of the progress coin. We couldn't have either if we were all identical psychologically. So then I, you know, started um, reading a lot about it, do what everybody else does, of, of course, first look at myself first and my family. And then slowly I started building that up to a bigger picture and how that affects the society at large. And um, so I'm, I'm less of a practitioner, like a lot of people work with this as practitioners, advising businesses, doing counseling. Mm-hmm. I'm more the philosopher, you know, looking at it, where does it come from, why do we have it? Where does that fit in the evolutionary picture? And what does it mean for how we organize our societies?
2: Hmm. So do the archetypes fit into all those personality types then? Is that what that is from Jung?
3: Um, Jung's archetypes was a separate theory, Um Obviously, there is some connection because it's about how we deal with information and the archetypes are part of the unconscious, which is also part of how we deal with information. Uh-huh. It was a separate theory. There are some people who, who connect them strongly together. And there are some people who see them as totally separate. Hmm. Um, I, I think um, everything about um, information, which is basically everything there is in the world, you know, even even material substances, in my mind anyway, are Information they are energy, but slow down energy and um, and so unconscious energy is is or aware, unconscious awareness psychic psychic awareness is still energy it's energy going around and um, our whole psyche is is it's information is exchanging energy or information but um so the archetypes fit in there somehow, and on some level, I think there is a connection between people through those. And I have personal less experience with them than some types of people, so I cannot really look at it from that angle. But I do acknowledge that it's there, and that some people have much better connections to those um, unconscious or more invisible energies than than others. Than the
2: personality types, yeah. Hmm.
0: Is the Myers is the one with the INFP and all those ones, isn't it?
3: That it's the same thing. It's the same theory. Jung started with those letters. Myers-Briggs added two extra letters to it, but it's the same theory, the whole same basic, basic differences. Yeah.
0: I think I was an INFP. Is that, is that what you are?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. An INFP. Yeah. I can't remember what I am. I have to redo. We should do, we, we said we we were going to do this and then we didn't do it. We'll do it. We'll do it it next time.
0: Yeah. 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 Drop the ball. Oh, well,
2: yeah, we meant to do the test because we talked about it with a with a friend of ours on the show, and it was really interesting getting into all the person. I think he did, I think he figured you out. And
0: the last time I did it, I yeah, Chase said I was an INFP. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, old d- old. I did it years ago in business as well, and I have a hard yeah. time with these these types of categories because I feel like I'm part of all, all of them. It's hard for me to separate out uh, what type I am.
3: <clears throat> yeah, there, there are no there are no exact. Um, Boundaries, of course, because it's about energy and it's about tendencies. Yeah, there are no exact boundaries, so um, we have some influence over it, and so it's about how we are inclined to normally respond and how we have built this up throughout our life. Because this, this, we, we've become the personality we are because of the way we deal with information, and the way we deal with information is a result of the personality we are. So that that develops as we as we develop. And I think that starts before birth even. I was just you know, going to ask we, you we,
2: that. We, yeah. yeah. I was just, Cause I heard you in a couple of your, your writings, you you talk about that, how it's, it comes with us and then it develops over time as well. So we are different people right away. It's not all just from our environment and our upbringing, right?
3: No, no, I think, um, the, um, <laughs> I, 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 I am, um, oh, they are, uh, Sorry. Um, no, it's, it's, it's absolutely not just an environment What what the environment can do is make us feel happy with ourselves or less happy with ourselves, depending on how many positive or negative reactions we get, but we cannot change what we are. That doesn't mean it's genetic and it's hard set in, in our body. It's a, it's a developmental thing. Um, um, William James explained that already very good. And that's where Jung got a lot of his ideas from. Um, as as you know you start at a certain point in being an embryo or a fetus you start getting sensory input and that um gets processed in a certain way and then your 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 mind starts getting a pattern of responding to that process so you build that up so at a certain point you you have a a favorite set of functions of of dealing with that information so i i picture them like doors that are open to the environment or they open to the other side to the self more and that is kind of set. That's how they actually are. That doesn't mean you can't push them the other way, but their natural so setting is in one way. So you get better and better at the way that those functions, your dominant functions are, are what you can rely on. At a certain point, you totally rely on them. You don't have to think anymore, which is good, because if you couldn't rely on them, then, you know, you probably wouldn't survive. You need to be able to instantly respond to your environment, to what you perceive, and and make judgments instantaneously. If I see a big big white blob in front of me, I have to instantaneously know it's a car and jump out of the way. If that takes time, it's too late. So we, we have to rely on these functions. And in every person, two of those functions develop really well. We can totally rely on them and the other two are a bit less, less reliable. And that is because we keep on practicing them. So once one of them gets better developed, they'll keep on being better developed. You can't turn that around because we, we continuously practice them. So you get people who are better at one part of dealing with information and other people better at other parts of dealing with information. And that goes on all four aspects of information. So you get um, where you pay your attention is the first aspect of information. If I pay attention to the trees outside, I cannot see what happens behind me and vice versa. Then the part is what you actually notice in that, your actual perception the third part is what you what how you how you judge that perception. So mm. if I see that big white blob, I have to judge it as a car or judge it as dangerous or whatever. And and then the last part is what you do with that, how you implement that, so you kind of jump out of the way or whatever. So there's four aspects to information, and every one of those aspects has two opposing possibilities, uh polls, I call them. And so in total you can have a combination of all those four different aspects in different people. And therefore you can have 16 different personality types. Huh. And so that's, that's by putting it very simple, but um, that's basically what it comes down to. It's how we deal with information and how that becomes naturally. And um, in my books, I use music to explain that because a lot of people find psychology like, you know, airy fairy uh, vague and things. So it's just like um, types of people are like musical styles. Um, we all know these styles and we can recognize them and some of them are maybe a bit closer to others, but um, they come from how the, the elements of music are used in relation to each other. So a jazz a jazz player uses rhythm and instrument more maybe than the technical details and the melody. And, and so you get a jazz musician, you get jazz as a style of music because of how the elements are used. And that's basically the same what happens in people depending on how you combine the functions of your psyche, um, you get a different type of person.
2: That's really interesting. I don't think I've ever heard it explained that way. It's much clearer to me now that it's based on the attention and perception and what you do with that information then.
3: Yeah.
0: How you cycle it, it, how you process it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So do you find
3: that... And we... we
2: Go ahead. No, go ahead
3: yeah we we have some control over that I mean we, we people always yeah. say, "Oh, I don't want to put people into boxes, and it's about free will and things, but we have free will with regards how much we can you know purposely push those doors one way or the other um just like those 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 tendencies those those types are like um like us, our physical body having wings or gills. we don't have wings, so we can't go flying. doesn't mean we don't have free will about where we walk to. We still have free will, but within the limitations of our physical body, same with those types. Yeah, There are limitations because we all have like our antenna set to a different aspect of information, but that doesn't mean that we don't have control over ourselves and over our lives.
0: So do you think you're born as a type then? Yeah, think I think so. you think you're created or you're, do you think there's like <clears throat> the types are what you can, the, those are sort of the known outcomes of child rearing that we've come up with so far?
3: No, no. I think we're born with them, but not because it's genetically implanted, but because we start developing these these interactions, this dealing with inf- information from even before we we're born, but certainly from the moment we we're born. Our and and there's too much evidence of people being a totally different type than their siblings and their parents. There is no evidence whatsoever about genetic uh, transference, and the uh, siblings of totally different types in every family. Jung actually came to his theory because he um, he started realizing that he was studying dysfunctional families. And he's like, why do some of those kids survive and others fall apart? And that's where he started thinking about all this. Hmm. So the tendencies are there from before birth. There are people in the type community who believe that they, you know, still have to develop better. But um, extroversion and introversion, which is like the, the main difference you see in people immediately, is a direct result of which functions are dominant and which are not dominant in each personality type. And that is visible at birth. And every parent knows this as well. Every parent knows that their children are different from this very start. Every mother knows that they're different in the womb already. They know that they respond differently and, and have different psyches. It's not... It's not the case that every person is the same. And then the other alternative is, of course, that people say, well, we're all unique. And we are all unique from our experiences, but not in our inclination. We are are types. If we were all unique, we couldn't communicate at all. We're totally, totally diverse. But we, we have these inclinations. We recognize each other. And that is absolutely irrelevant of culture or where we live or even on time we can his, recognize the the beliefs and the feelings of a person in the past or even a fictional person and maybe not the one of the people that we live with because they're just a different type ah huh,
2: interesting so do you think that our there's a lack of acceptance of our uniqueness even though we're not all totally unique but that that's part of the the created uh, the conflict that's created in the world is
3: i i think what what the problem at the moment is is that Everybody wants to be unique, and it's this slogan, especially in school. We're all individuals, and we're all unique, you know, and they teach the kids you have to be an individual, but the moment that child starts behaving like an individual, they're <laughs> different than all the kids in the class, then they get sent to the counselor and get medicated, no? So we, we use the slogans, <laughs> but we don't act on it at the moment, and that sends very dangerous double-mind yeah. messages to the kids, of course.
0: Yeah, so at best you could you know, you're gonna have so I guess I I guess when it comes to experience and raising children, that would more just affect, I guess, where they sort of land within that archetype, you know, whether they're on the far end of the spectrum or the you know, like where does where where does experience and child rearing come in? Because obviously that's playing a huge role in where kids end up.
3: I think I think that comes in with um how accepting are is the environment of their natural tendencies. If you um if you grow up as a personality, and so it's, let's go extroversion and introversion, but most people have an idea about that. It's not it's not just about being social or talking a lot, it's actually about much deeper things. But um, it's a good example. So if an extroverted child and an introverted child live in one family. Parents might be inclined to tell the introverted child, now go out and play and make some friends and do this. And they get continuously the message like, there's something wrong with you. You have to do something different than what comes naturally to you. Whereas the extroverted child gets supported because of whatever the belief is of the, the parents and possibly the teachers in schools, that tends to be very much an, an, an environment like that. So an introverted child might grow up with a message like, there's something wrong with me. Now, if, if an introverted child grows up in a family where they say, well, you're an introvert? You can go go and do your own thing. That's fine. Have some introverted time and and the extroverted child gets that. Then they both grow up feeling happy about themselves, Mm. even if they're totally different. So the environment, the parents, and and especially the schools, which tends to be a very big part of of, of our raising children and and comparing children to each other, they can make a person feel happier or less happy with themselves. But since we cannot change what we are inside, that will... That that so these subliminal messages will keep on being being um, influential. We cannot change what a person is. I don't believe we can change it. We can't force somebody to change what they are inside. If we could do that, then any dictator would have long succeeded in creating clones. <laughs> and and any and, and any any situation where people have been suppressed for a long time, they wouldn't reverse back to behaving, you know like recognizable types for us, if, if that were the case, it's, it's, um, and I don't even think it's limited to people. I think anything that deals with information is limited to these, these four aspects.
2: Interesting. So you don't think people, but people change their behavior. They change, they, they improve themselves. They can devolve in a way like, but that's not still their personality type. That's just like more of a, behavioral stuff or Beha-
3: yeah behavior yeah. is not personality type type is is what inclines us to that behavior but it's not the same thing the behavior is are outward is our outward
2: expression, expression. Yeah. Yeah.
3: that we can we can change we can put on a jacket and and behave you know in a different way that comes naturally to us if the situation asks for it and we can um we can change um you know, if you're forced to always behave in a different way, so suppose somebody who is, like, not really suitable for working in technology or in the hard sciences, but they have to do it. So they have to continuously concentrate on that. Ah, they yeah. can do it if they learn it, but it exhausts them. Yeah. They get tired. So, yeah, we can definitely um, push that. But that doesn't mean that the inner self changes. It just means that we put on a jacket and, and, and indeed, behave differently. Whereas if we are in our natural talents, we probably just do it in a relaxed manner. We feel good about it. We don't have to study hard for it, work hard for it. It comes naturally. And and so that is what I meant with um, when I was responding to the, the discussion in the archaeology, where um, some hard sciences especially, they have this habit of saying, well, it has to be objective. You have to measure it. You have to do this. And that's how their mind works. There is no other option for them. So I can understand that you know, that they, they promote that. So I'm trying to say, look, it doesn't work like that for the humanities. And and so it's hard for them because they work with these objective things in their mind. It has to be logical. They have they have this need for truth. Truth is something that exists for them. It has to exist and they have to reason toward it. They deduce naturally analyze everything. But the other half of the population does the exact opposite. They generalize naturally and they um take different perspectives into consideration that's why each is better suited for a different field and only together can we create a whole world but if we're going to take the the rules of one discipline and apply them on the other then you get problems if i as an f who am therefore not very good at, at exact data and mathematics if i'm going to be working in in a, you know in technology or in the space program then those those uh, space uh, uh, ships are never going to get where they want to go and vice versa if a person who is totally solid in in hard logic works in the in the humanities then they're gonna expect of people what people cannot deliver because they're not they're not they're their requirements for inanimate data not for living beings and 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 because it is how we deal with information and what we've always done it's not something you can look at. you cannot step out of your own perspective nobody can step out of their own perspective ever hmm. so we can understand that somebody else sees things differently but we can never under we can never experience it like that never so it's an it's a it has to be an acceptance that we don't know everything if i'm if i'm um, blind for example then i have to accept that other people can see because they tell me that and but i may have different skills that Allow me to see or, or experience different things. Yeah, yeah. And and it's the same with this in a way. But if everybody you talk to says now you know seeing is not possible, then then it's going to be hard to get that across to people because you know you have never the experience, and that's a physical thing. So that's that's um, a little bit harder to. Um, it's 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 a little bit more easy to share if people can do it. it's, it's something you can share, whereas the mind we cannot step into somebody else's perspective we never will be well there's a couple of
0: ways but they're mostly uh frowned upon illegal illegal.
3: (laughs) yeah okay but i i I wonder though if 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 that would still change our perspective enough to see it through other people's eyes or does it just give us a, a a slightly bigger picture
0: uh i would say the former
3: yeah okay
0: from my experience
2: recent experience
0: quite recent
2: yeah huh so you felt like you went into somebody else's shoes like
0: no i felt like uh when i came out i could see the world from a lot of other people's shoes for sure interesting and it had a profound effect on my consciousness being able to do that but i mean it could all be me too
3: yeah, it depends on if what your type is. So if you are naturally already take that relativist view, then you're gonna see that in a bigger way. Yeah,
0: and a that's interesting. Who that...
3: naturally does not might not even try those substances at the moment because it's not legal.
0: Well, that's that's true. I mean, that's one aspect of it. Is you have to have that sort of, you know, there's a small percentage of the society that are even really willing to jump off that cliff. So I guess that's where. It comes yeah, in that you yeah. could say, well, there's only those three, yeah. you know, it'd be interesting to know, you know, are all the different people that do this A, B, or C, uh, are they a set, a certain type, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting yeah. to know.
3: And I yeah. I think so. And and you get the same thing, for example, uh, a lot of p- academic psychology, they base their, their statistics on volunteers. But only a certain amount of types of people will ever volunteer for something like that. Others would never do that, huh. you know?
0: But then, so, when you do it and it feels good, do you keep doing it? It's like one of those things. Though, the way I picture it, is, so it's maybe it's more like you're in this type, but the types are like say on a board, and your type is here. But as you like grow and learn and have experience, your type can sort of start to expand and over overlap. Because I do feel like your you functions. can, yeah, you can start to develop the functions of other types and with self mastery.
3: You, you can develop your functions, absolutely. But your strongest functions are still always going to be the strongest function because yeah. you have to rely on them. So unless you deliberately practice these weaker functions, if something happens, you suddenly still refer to it because your type is what you are. It's not like a question of, oh, I'm going to learn something new and add it to my type. It is <laughs> what we are. It is how we communicate. It is how we see the world. It is how we think. It is how we feel. It is everything that is mental there There is nothing else to us but our our psyche, apart from the body, but you know what I mean? there is and it's this dealing with information, but everything we do and have done since we were born has been through the eyes perspective of that particular type. And that goes also for those people who claiming um, you know academia or whatever, saying, well we've observed people and we can be objective. No, they can't, because they are also a type. As long as they're human, they can only see through their own perspective. So they cannot be objective. They can only see other people through their own type.
2: And that's kind and of we where cannot you cannot get around it. It's and that's kind of where that response to that article or that blog came in because you were trying to I think you were trying to explain that like these scientists like let's say Dr. Martin Sweatman was a uh, a hard, more of a hard science. I think he came from chemical engineering or something like that. And he's expecting this archaeology to be an objective science. And you're saying it's it's impossible because it's all yeah. based on a bunch of theories from people, people again in the past that we will never know. Like there's a, a bunch of different theories, but we'll never know the truth because we weren't there in, in you know... When it happened yeah
3: that's right yeah. yeah archaeology is not quite as a as, as, as soft science as psychology for example. yeah it, it has certain parts of, of you know we can share and we can we can discuss but what motivated the people who made these artifacts we, we, we cannot just assume um, that they were all the same to begin with that they were all the same type. they would have had the same differences in types as we have in in personalities. And therefore, to make one-sided conclusions is not going to work. And that goes for the academics as well. They also draw one-sided conclusions, but the other way. They say it's all religious and it's all because of the king. It's not true either. It can't be. But it's 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 normal for any person, for any personality type, to and for, for any person, because that's how our self, our self is that personality type, It's it's normal to assume that what we experience is the reality and is objective, because that is how our self has to survive. So only by talking to others and communicating with others and realizing that they see it differently can we start seeing that, hey, this picture is bigger. You know that example of the three blind men and the elephant?
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: So that is basically the same idea. We, we are 16 different types and if we get together we can see the big world picture but if we assume that only some people can be right, we're going to miss things.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But it's hard for people to give up that that experience of you no... Know, This is obviously reality because I'm experiencing it as real, you know. It has to be true because how else could it be? We cannot step in that other perspective. So it's a knowing that other people see it differently, but we can never know what they experience because we can't share that.
0: So he's running the joint.
3: (laughs) It's it's very difficult. I mean, Plato already wrote about that, that it was impossible to get that connection. So, I mean, I'm not hoping that, you know, I'm going to reach some magical uh, insight or something if he couldn't do it after three thousand or two thousand years i don't think um but that in itself is evidence you know that continuously always the same conflicts the same disagreements for thousands of years never have all people agreed which which it has to be in itself some evidence that we simply cannot see the world the same way because the alternative would be to say that now all these people are just deliberately lying or something, and that's just not the case.
0: Which type navigates the government? <laughs>
3: the 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 most government people will be SJs, will be um, traditional people, people who stick with what's known. Um, just just people that that are you know. Stuck in, in, in their ways, want to keep everything, want to teach others how things are supposed to be, how the proper rules are. They 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 live very much by the, the external rules of what our society is made up of. <clears> that brings some security and they and they therefore feel that they should pass that on. And some some might be more interested in the personal gain and the attention as celebrity, but yeah, that yeah. depends on how high up they are. <laughs> what,
0: what about? about the, go uh, ahead. No. What no. about uh, for uh, for our audience? What about what uh, what types should like stay away from each other or get together or that sort of thing? Like, have you gone down that road at all? Or I'm trying to think of how we can break this down to be more. You know how we can apply it to the audience a little bit.
3: So I think. um I mean, it, I mean a, a lot of people say, oh, it would be ideal if we could just separate the types. Everybody stays in their own little block and then we wouldn't have conflict. But of course, then you would get that same thing as academia is now that very specialization where nobody talks to each other anymore. And then you get a lot of uh, you know, misunderstanding. So um, every type has four letters. The people that get the least on with each other that the misunderstand most is the people that have the most letters separate, different opposed. Um, Okay. So, um, but they shouldn't stay away from each other. If we can somehow get people to accept that these types exist, then we can start talking to each other because even in the type community, which is on the fringe and which is not accepted by academia, there are some of the types that are totally objective and that are totally would have normally been totally traditional and, 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 and said no to it, but they have learned this, and they they are bringing really good material in. So it's possible for all types to get in there and start communicating. It's just how do you convince them to start listening in the first place? You know.
0: Well, I guess the first step would be figuring it out. Where's where would we'll put a test in the show notes? Where's the best test for people to go uh, figure themselves uh, <laughs> out?
3: All right, so. Um, there, I would go to. Um, the you've you've got tests on the Myers Briggs website. They are good, but they're expensive. I don't I don't usually advise people to go test where they have to pay for. A lot of internet tests are really poor, really bad. There is the one, two, three, one, two, three. Personality, or one to three psychology, or something, one to three Jung. You can probably find. Okay. If you go to Jung, you probably get the more accurate tests. Um, I would, I would suggest people stay away from the most popular ones. So if you just uh, type in personality test or or whatever, then the ones that come up highest are usually not the best ones to pick, <laughs> because you know because they're they're very popular, but they also um, tend to have um, you know some very generalized uh, explanations. Um, I would, I would actually say people best go first looking for organizations that deal with the Myers-Briggs and with Jung and then get the advice of which test to pick from there okay. rather than just pick one on the internet. Okay. Because yeah. there are organiz- – I mean, it's organized in every city, everywhere. There are organizations that, um, yeah. that deal with that.
2: Yeah. So what's your opinion on the last or, – or how does this fit into the – this outrage and cancel culture that's happening right now where people are just, they're, they're online, they're looking back to people's history. They're trying to find stuff that people did wrong. They're kind of like, you know, banning people. There's a bunch of censorship. There's a lack of acceptance of people, people's like free speech. I mean, what is, what is happening? And, and is, is this like going down a road that's, that we're not going to be able to get out of, or what's your opinion about the last few years of this, like anonymity behind the keyboard, you know?
3: Yeah, I think that is that is um, in part that is that is a natural response to hey, if we can be anonymous, we can we can say what we want and it's safer. So we just blur it out. A lot of it will be based in people being just unhappy with with life, just like all these mental health things come. People, all people are stressed. All people have anxiety. More and more people adopt all these terminologies, and that is because we are 24/7 online and everybody is literally exhausted you know there's no there's no more peace there's no rest so and then indeed if you if you live in a society where only some voices are heard despite you know claims to the opposite only the academics get to have a word then a lot of people get angry and they get they get upset that they feel frustrated on the other hand you could say that like with podcasts there's more voices coming out now Uh, but it's also harder to navigate for a lot of people so a lot of people are confused. A lot of people that, that used to have the status, they get frustrated because they feel attacked. And a lot of people who didn't have a voice feel frustrated because they still can't get heard because there's so many voices out there. I mean, I have that a little bit with my writing, of course. It's it's one thing to write, but it's another one to market it in a world where everybody can write and everybody can publish. And, um, you know, so it's, it's, it's very difficult to be heard. And um, depending on the types, again and this is specifically about the the implementation part of the types, Um, about half the population will um, naturally be inclined to say, well, stick with the rules, behave, don't stand out, you know, um, stick with the standards because that's better or for the greater good. But the other half needs to stand out, needs to be noticed, and they feel justified that if um, those standards are imposing on them to take revenge. So you get your main clashes. They come from from how we implement our beliefs and our, our feelings and things. Mm. And that's why I started that blog, you know, Judgment Hurts, because we judge each other. We judge each other according to what we feel inside, how we experience. And so if you have a culture where people get to say everything, then you influence others on this experience. And, and, it, and it, goes, it goes faster and faster, especially negative messages and fear messages. They spread much faster than the rest. So people say something, you know, about a celebrity or about whatever. And, okay, so maybe 10 people hear it. If eight of those don't verify it, but just repeat it, then it spreads faster and faster. And and it gets harder and harder to stop these kind of beliefs. Um, even 10 years ago, um, people would say about, you know, mental health issues. Yeah, there's a lot of kids that have problems but you know we try to fix it now everybody you talk to says well i know somebody who has bipolar or add and i have this too and i everybody's adopting these terminologies as if it's normal finding reasons for their feeling unhappy with life because they're so tired but instead of giving everybody a label saying oh there's something wrong with you or with your brain or with your hormones what i'm trying to do is the opposite say look we're all healthy personalities. We're just different, and different is okay. So it's that fear of the other that, that causes people to react. People don't understand each other. And if you then have a medium like like uh, you know a keyboard where you can say things and nobody knows who you are, then that becomes a lot easier done. Just the same way maybe that in the past people hid, were hiding behind uniforms or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you see a lot of negativity from... Uh, professions that wear uniforms because their uniforms kind of protect them against um, you know being judged as an individual so it's easier to to behave in a certain way because you've got the protection of the group or the protection of the anonymity of the of the keyboard or whatever mm-hmm. so if people feel feel frustrated they'll use any medium to to go with that I think yeah, but on the same time, there's also a lot of really positive coming, like your you guys doing your your podcast and like uh, you know all the other podcast people. They all do that, sharing the information for free, trying to help people know. You know, there's a yeah. lot of positivity coming as well. So it goes both ways. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's really interesting. So you do some of that through your writing, like not only the Judgment Hurts blog, but your science fiction, which isn't space science fiction. Like your <laughs> I like how you talk about science fiction doesn't have to be like space faring, but so you, and and you, you want to talk a little bit about how you include this type of uh, dynamic and personalities in your writing.
3: Yeah. So um, I write, I write nonfiction. Of course I write about the personality type, but in my fiction, I also have every character is a personality type or kind of like set them into the world. Like you would do any human being, you know, you give birth to them, they become a personality type. And from there they develop. So then you give them a, life and experience and and then I let them develop themselves because you know everybody's different then in in uh, in response to their experiences but they remain the type that they are. so I'm, I'm making sure that my characters represent real people and therefore my books don't have like a bad guy or a, you know a big monster or 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 aliens or whatever my 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 conflicts in all my books come from well-intended people clashing. And I'm trying very often, not so much in my young adult books because you, you tend to stick with one point of view, but in my adult books I, I take multiple point of view characters because then you can show a reader all these different personalities and they all kind of make sense from their own perspective, you know, and they still clash. So I'm trying to I'm trying to use fiction, which is kind of like a the humanities way of of doing a thought experiment, to to show people how Different people can be can be all well intended and still have all these problems and and how they are different inside, but of course I'm still only the one personality type, so all the other fifteen personality types I have to infer in and and put in my characters for as much as I know and how I experience people of those types around me, but I'm still only the one. Type
0: myself, obviously. Yeah. You're I not a multiple personality them. type. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, it doesn't exist.
0: Has anyone. it be
3: nice, but it can't.
0: Have you got feedback on did you get it right? Or maybe you could find um, like 15 other authors and you guys could all get yeah, together and then you'd have yeah, like the ultimate yeah. writing team.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I, um, I um, don't think most writers are suitable for working together with others. i a bit too introverted for that, I'm afraid. <laughs>
0: Oh, maybe that's a thing, right? Maybe all writers are, you know, maybe there are only like eight types of people end up being writers.
3: Yeah, um, I think um, it it definitely, the personality type definitely makes a difference on the topic of interest and the topic people write about. Obviously, if you are a hard scientist, then you might write hard science fiction or you might write um, uh, non-fiction books or whatever. But if you see... People of that type writing science fiction, they very often have very interesting and very fascinating technology and all worked out, but the characters are kind of flat. And I'm probably the opposite. My technology is not that high, you know, that it's probably simpler. In their eyes, it will certainly be simpler. But my characters are developed as people. So that would, it would work together. If you could work with somebody in that, you could probably create a, but, but, yeah, so everybody has their own genre. Um, so um, people that are more interested in the here and now and not so much in the the speculative thing, they'll write family stories or they'll write uh, action stories. And so everybody has their genre. So everybody can be a writer in principle, but um, you know, and the readers and the writers have to click, I guess, on the topic.
2: And the publishing's changed quite a bit now, right? Since uh, I, I I liked what you said there about um, they it's almost partly the publisher's fault for, for pushing, pushing their own agenda on what writers should be writing. And then now everybody's like sort of uh, responding to that and just writing everybody who wants to be a writer now is throwing books out on online.
3: Yeah. 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 Um, I, I am, I'm obviously, you know, coming from my own frustration sometimes of not getting through that publishing industry, but yeah, publishers, Publishers are businesses, and they do market research to see what sells, and then they pick the same kind of books and the same kind of writers because it sells. But writers are usually people that come up with new ideas or want to look forward or want to do something different. So they don't fit in that category of what has already been published and what works because they're trying to bring something new in. And so you got the clash there, right there. And for a while, you know, in the, the very early part of the industry, publishers probably were there just to give the writers that access to editing and, and, and marketing and all the things a writer couldn't do. But then publishers started getting power and that went unconsciously, of course, that just grew slowly and they weren't aware that they were doing that either. But they started, you know, telling writers, no, if you write that a bit more, they will sell better. And then the reason that a writer might be writing is kind of getting lost, you know. And mm-hmm. and for some writers more than for others. So, um, yeah, then you jump on the possibility of doing it yourself. But that brings with it the, the fact that me as a writer, for example, I'm absolutely no good at marketing. And it takes an awful lot of time and a lot of effort, which is it comes no not, not natural to me. And I have to try to do all these things. And it doesn't get me anywhere because I'm not good at it. There's a person who might not necessarily be a natural writer, but they're very good at marketing. They get their, you know. Yeah so it, it it's it backfired in both ways <laughs> yeah and I guess it will come back to a sort of a mean eventually but right now it's still quite um, erotic everywhere
0: yeah was do you see i guess you're not a historian but when do you, when do you think the last time was in human history that we were cognizant of this and like okay with it
3: <laughs> I don't know I think um if you Consider because, the philosophical writing, like Plato and thing. Yeah. I think it was before that they didn't have it either. They were just as frustrated as we are. So I guess you have to indeed go back to before the last Ice Age when there were people there that clearly managed to survive this big cataclysm. So they must have done something right, because I doubted if we could at this stage. <laughs> well, there's a lot <laughs> of know? stuff
0: in the mythology, too, that kind of points to that being, you know, that they were onto to it at the very least.
3: Yeah. What, what do you yeah, mean? I, I have that feeling, too, because...
0: Yeah. What, what do you mean? Well, like, if you get into a lot of the old mythology, whether you look at the, I mean, you can include the Bible and stuff in that, but a lot of the myths go to those, like, archetypes, the Jungian archetypes, and I'm sure that's where Jung pulled a lot of them out of, right? It's, yeah. I mean, he yeah. had his practice as well, but he start reading philosophy and and stuff like that, and that's where a lot of that comes from. He even went to
3: Africa for a while, him. Huh. He, he visited some tribes in Africa
2: as well, so, yeah. Is there a gender... Um uh specific or, or, or no gender such thing like as
0: gender is a social construct so well, it's going to be pretty hard for there to be
2: but do males uh, you know gravitate towards certain types and females to certain I, types i mean okay, there's there's there definitely should... a difference in uh an interest in interest, and oh, I boy. would say an aptitude between genders. Right? Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> I, yeah, I think, I
3: think I, so there was a big discussion about that in the type community as well. Oh yeah. And yeah. for Long enough, Jung and also Myers-Briggs, they both said that there were, for example, more T males. Right. Pe- people, more more analytical males and more F or, or feeling directed yeah. females. Right. But I believe... That that's not the case. I believe that both Jung and Maya still rode in a time where that social pressure was still there, unconsciously under the surface, and that they and that even today a lot of people are still influenced by that. There 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 are still men around who would feel you know embarrassed to admit that they like you know bringing up kids, for example. There's still probably a lot of them like that. So those those biases, even if they're not aware of it, will come back in the self. Um, assessments and, and psychological type is based on self-assessment because we cannot look through somebody else's eyes. We can only do it ourselves. So those, those underlying beliefs have to be taken into account. If you, if you start talking about statistics, how many types are there of this and that, because people are not aware that they're doing that, but they are doing it. So I personally believe that, no, I don't think there is a gender differentiation. I think those are two different things that develop differently in people and that the psyche definitely develops at least as early as the gender. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I think that mostly those differences are still culture-influenced and that we're just not aware of that yet because it's still so ingrained in most people that we can't see it. We can only see our cultural biases once we come out of a culture and we can see them from outside. But once we're still immersed, certain things are going to be lost to us. So there's a big discussion about that. There are people who do believe, um, you know, Jung said it and Maya said it, so it must be true. But I'm saying, well, they wrote in the 20s and in the 40s. Yeah. Um, I think there was a lot more gender bias then around, and they may have not been aware of that.
0: Yeah.
3: Or, you know, the self-reports at least came
0: Yeah. from yeah. that. Huh. Is there so, any decent subdivision among the 16? Like, can you subdivide those any further? Is there any anybody yeah, doing can, that, whether it's fringe divide. or...
3: Yeah, you well you can you can divide the sixteen types into four groups of four in any differentiation you want because every two letters every every set of letters deals with one aspect of information. So if you for example take the first letter which is the extroversion introversion and the last letters which is the implementation, how we deal with our environment, which is what you kind of see in people, their their actual attitude as opposed to those functions inside functions, sorry, inside. Then, uh, if you take those two aspects of the personality type and ignore the functions, then you can divide people into four groups that are easily recognizable. If you divide the people according to the functions and you ignore the attitudes, you can divide people into four different groups that are still easily recognizable, although it's about how they, how their interests are and how they reason as opposed to what they, how they behave. So you can take any sets of letters and divide them into four groups, which are easier for people to understand. And one of the main um, people that was influential on the personality types was David Keirsey. He wrote in the 80s, and he has got a huge amount of followers. And he actually did that. He divided people into four groups, and that's why he got so much popularity, because it was easier for people to follow. He also gave them names instead of letters, you know, and every type was given a name, a a descriptive name, like Field Marshal. But um, those are judgmental. They come from that one type looking at the other types. <laughs> so that's why I prefer to stick with the letters, even if they are, you know, abstract. But because they they are non-judgmental. Everybody is equally viable. Yeah. And so he divided them into four groups. The only problem I have with that is that he didn't do that equally. He he started f- mixing the functions. He took he took two groups that were made up of two functions of the functions only. And the other two groups had one attitude and one function. And I think that's where you go wrong. So you can subdivide them into any number of groups as long as you do it equally for all people. So you take all the attitudes, all the, all the, the focus, or all the perception functions, or all the, the implementations, but you cannot go mix them because then you, then you, um, then you kind of like are no, no longer dividing them according to what these functions actually do. Then you're doing it randomly.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
3: So, w- did you uh,
2: study Carl's uh, Red Book at all? Did you get into because he was quite more esoteric than I think people realized for a while and until that Red Book he was came
3: out. Very, very much. So he was very much into exploring everything he could find in every other discipline to try and make sense of it. He, um, I haven't studied it as such. No, I'm, I'm um, I, I have looked at it but i can't say that i know it inside out or anything like that um i'm mostly focused on the personality types themselves and much less on the on the other aspect but i do see where he came from and why he did that and 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 that it enriched his theory for sure of the 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 whole bigger global picture yeah absolutely
2: yeah i tried reading it once and and i just couldn't get through it i should try again probably it was a few years ago
3: just
0: where do the shadows fit into
3: that so, so that is part of the archetypes and the um, you know the the sub the, or the unconscious functions and the unconscious uh uh part of the personality and uh, they very often call that the shadow uh the shadow functions or the shadow personality if if they're talking about so some people think that um because it it's about four aspects of 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 the four functions okay so i need I need to probably Um, make it a little bit clearer. So a personality type, these four letters like ESTJ, for example, exists of two descriptive letters that belong to the attitude of the person, and the two letters in the middle are about the functions. But the attitudes are just the result of the functions. It's about how the functions work inside us. So we all have four functions. We all have two perception functions, intuition and sensation, and we have two reasoning functions. The the T function, which is sometimes called thinking, but that is kind of uh, not really correct. It's it's a truth-based reasoning, reasoning towards the truth. And the F function, which is reasoning towards a value, towards human values. And so the one deduces and the other one induces. So they're opposites. But we all have all four of those functions because we have to. I mean, I'm an N. I'm an intuitive. But if I didn't have senses, I couldn't live. I couldn't eat. I couldn't feel. I couldn't. You know, we all have all those functions. It's just how, if they're better developed than others. And in every person, one perception function and one justification function is best developed, and the other two are weaker. They're just not as well developed. doesn't mean they're absent, but they can make mistakes. So um, depending on on these, these four functions and the order of those functions, they put them in, a, in an order of a dominant function where you can totally rely on, and then the second function, which is also totally reliable, but helps the f- the first function, and then these two weaker functions. So the shadow personality is the opposites of those functions in the unconscious, the, the 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 fun the parts of the functions that are, they say, not conscious or um, not as well developed. And again, there is some disagreement about how to see these functions inside, which would make it very complex if I'm gonna explain that now because um but the the point is the shadows are about these the parts of the functions that are in the unconscious and therefore we have no control over whereas the 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 developed functions are are made are brought to the consciousness or are conscious but, that's roughly the difference yeah
2: but what if we what if you do work on what if you are able to work on bringing your subconscious out um like we're, we've been talking lately a little bit more about that and intention and like trying to work with your, you know, your superconscious and your subconscious and bringing, bringing all that to your conscious so you can sort of deal with it or clear it out or not necessarily I, I, follow that, you know, follow that, that shadow aspect. But that yeah, still I, I won't think, change your type? Like No,
0: that just, no, you can be the best possible version of your type. You can, you can be a you pretty can shitty version your of your type. Function. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you can, yeah, exactly. You can develop your weaker function, become aware of Omo and help, help the more develop. And then you indeed the best possible version of your type. Um, but you, you're, um, you you can not change your type, but also I do not believe that there is like this strong boundary between the unconscious and the, Conscious. I think that goes up and down. Mm. If we are sleeping, our unconscious gets a lot more influence or you know, in your dreams or or just if you're relaxed. And then and other times you have to be totally aware of the world and you suppress the unconscious. So I don't think there's like this rigid boundaries but what we have to make it conscious. I think it goes up and down. And some people are more open to it or allow more of it or are more comfortable with it than others. Yeah.
2: yeah
3: and but sense. I do think yeah, you, know, you can develop them all. Yeah.
2: So what would you, what would you suggest? Like if you could just say to society, maybe the structural aspects of society, like what could you change to enable people to be their own type, you know, like to develop and to grow into their own type instead of having to like, like you mentioned earlier on in the show, like suppress it, whether you're in school and you don't want to go, you know, you don't want to be an extrovert or an introvert. I mean, what could society do that would really enable people to be the best themselves, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah. So I've written a, a, a philosophy book this size oh, okay, about that. Really? But, um, really? um, <laughs> um, I think awareness. Once the majority of people accept that we are all different and that we have these different inborn talents and that we have these different types and that we therefore cannot be all the same and that that is okay, that we celebrate. There's a lot going on at the moment about celebrating diversity in orientation, in gender, in, in ethnicity, but, but our real diversity is within us that surpasses all those boundaries. You know, we, we can connect with types, like types, in all these different subgroups. So if we can get people to realize that these type differences exist, that would open up huge possibilities everywhere. And then you would have to start implementing, like I said, in schools, in the judicial system, in the government system, everywhere. But first you need that realization in a majority of people that this is actually something that is real in so far as real exists. I mean, it's real, but we experience it differently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, the awareness is is the first thing, the first step.
0: Self-awareness and then overall awareness?
3: yeah. I would think so. But again, some types are more open to that than others. That is the problem. Some types yeah. automatically click on that and they see, say, oh, yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah, if we yeah. could get rid of those troublemakers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's what they all say. That's the problem. They're all troublemakers to the other types. Yeah.
0: yeah. This is. Tolerance uh, becomes intolerant, eh? That kind of thing. That's right. <laughs> see, this is why socialism is doomed.
3: Because. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 very difficult, and especially because our society is very much an objective, objectivist society. What cannot be seen doesn't exist. If we can prove it, it is real. So you get people that say, "Oh, we're gonna look in the brain. We're gonna go in hormones, and and we say, oh, these kids don't behave like everybody else. So uh, we'll do a blood test. Oh, look, they have a raised hormone level. So that's the cause. And let's give them some medication." Yeah. And so. Yeah. Instead of saying we're all different types of people, you know, with our ups and downs, but we're all normal, healthy people, we're now saying, oh, so many people are abnormal. There's something wrong with them. There's something wrong with their brain or their hormones or with their personality. And we, so we're, we're sending this message to um, to the majority of the population at the moment that there is something wrong with them. And that's how our new, the next generation is growing up with the message that they're basically broken. Yeah. And, and that's the, mo- the most dangerous part, I think. And that's I, why I started that blog, that moral, moral judgment. Because what we're doing is, in the past, okay, there were rigid rules and some of them were ridiculous and, and blah, blah, blah. But it was about behavior. If kids didn't behave, they were punished for their behavior. Right. Today, right. that's not allowed anymore. So what we're doing is we're attacking that person. More. We're saying, you are wrong. You have a disorder you are broken so now instead of telling kids that they have to behave telling them that they are no good and then they wonder and we wonder then why they start shooting after 10 years with that or something
2: that's interesting i never thought about like that and
3: and and but but this is the group mind doing that you know everybody is buying into everybody's feeling tired so they buy into now i might have a personality disorder or somebody says it well i trust them they must have it too so that goes rolling and rolling and rolling, and nobody can stop that group mind once it's it's going in one way. I I I see it as a merry-go-round. You know, I'm standing on the side here trying to stop this thing, but it <laughs> keeps on swinging. And so the group mind changes slowly. And if there's fear or, or blame involved, it tends to go a bit faster. And so it's very, very difficult to stop that. But we need to stop that if we want to stop. You know, the next generation from totally falling apart. Yeah. We need to stop.
0: Yeah. So to throw a not the only that, there are mushrooms on
3: <laughs> yeah, and it's hard because we we are not only telling them that they are broken and and exhausting them, but on top of that, we're coming with all our objective evidence of oh, there'll be an asteroid impact, and we have global warming, and there'll be a massive volcano, and we're basically telling them you have no future and you're broken. So yeah. what yeah. do we expect of them? You know, yeah. it's impossible to live with that. So yeah. no the wonder they're stressed and that they are starting to spit out negative messages on when they can
0: a bunch of movies to compare themselves to and all that nonsense
3: yeah Yeah. and it's very hard because again if you can send a message that and and this happens in schools and everywhere and and any movies if you can have a bad guy much easier than if you say well hey look we're all okay but it's a bit more complex because then everybody has to step step back and and that's hard so it's easy to have a bad guy, and and that's what you get in, in 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 like with bullying, for example. Oh, the bully is the bad guy, and the victim is just not assertive enough. Uh, instead of we could stop that by addressing the community and the the atmosphere between them, and say, look, we're all different. That's okay. Don't be scared of it. Yeah, yeah. And you could stop it that way. They have actually examples, especially in Finland. They are very good at. Uh, at stopping bullying in schools because they address the group as opposed to the individuals. And Mm. and that's not even mentioning personality types, that's just uh, addressing general uh, interactions. So it should be possible, but it's um, not going to be easy to change the world. Well, hopefully this (laughs) is a first step.
2: Yeah, well, it's a healthy conversation. It's good. I'm glad we had you on to talk about all this. And yeah, it's really, uh, really been interesting.
0: Did you give out the blog URL already for our listeners to track it down? I mean, it'll be in the show notes and everything, but it never hurts to say it to the people that are too lazy to check out the show notes, and judging by our support <laughs> rate, that's a lot of people.
3: Judgment Hurts, very simple.
0: <laughs> Judgment Hurts, uh, so a, that's a great It's a title. blog, of, uh,
3: it's a Word, WordPress, it's a WordPress. Um, yeah,
2: yeah. And then uh, I'll, I'll link to your known NTT uh, site as well, with your books and all that, cool. and uh, yeah, it's been it's been a great chat. Really appreciate you Thank spending you. the time with us, and I think it's a good message as well. And it may be I, one of those little things that makes a difference, you know.
3: Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I like uh, I like I like what you guys are doing. I like all this podcasting nowadays. I, I'm too old for that, but uh, <laughs> so I'm sticking with blogs. But um, no, it's it's a great way to get information spreading. Like also with the archaeology thing, It's just fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And I like your yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you can oh, come yeah. on our podcast and use it anytime you like. Yeah.
2: yeah. Anytime you have a message, just let us
0: know. Yeah. We'll get it Yeah. No, there. it's great. Thank you
3: so much.
2: All right. Okay. Well,
0: okay, Miriam. big a lot. thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Good luck with everything. <laughs> come back anytime. Yeah. Thank you for
3: having me. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.
2: Well, that was our chat with Miriam
0: McLean, TT. What'd you say at the end
2: there? TT. That's her pen name.
0: Oh, so you just outed her?
2: No, no, she said it was okay at the oh, beginning. She said, Yeah, you were all setting up and all those asking oh. those
0: polite questions. There you go.
3: Yeah, that Such was good. That
2: guy. was good. I didn't know, like, I didn't know uh, what to expect when I first asked her to come on because I just, at first, I just read the blog uh, response to the archaeology arche- skeptic, like the hardcore skeptic, like roasting sweatman over his work. Um, you know, getting those sciences crossing the lines, you know?
0: There's something to those types, for sure. There's something there. I but, don't know. But then getting into all that was great.
2: You know, yeah. the types. Yeah, we should uh, kind I was of reinvigorate really my interest again in that. And
0: I was really into all that like a year ago. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's missing some pieces. But it's great stuff. I mean, it's good to at least go out and get that information. And it, I mean, it, it's pretty... It's handy to know, you
2: no, know, I think it helps with acceptance of of people and who they who they are right I mean that's what her her blog was like, look from a perspective from the archaeologist you, you know you got to understand where they're coming from and for the perspective of the uh, and you know the perspective of the uh what I want to say it was this is how it opened up blog to all the wonderful independent researchers right about ancient history and mysteries, and it was talking about statistics and and science based on people right like it's you know, the hard science guys expect this subjective stuff and it's not it's not there. Hmm. So it's re- it's really interesting to look at both sides of that. Like I really liked how she just went right down the middle and like, look, this is how they are you know, you gotta understand it from the archaeological perspective and then understand it from the independent perspective that are doing all this kind of stuff, like the Sweatmans and the she also mentions um Who's the other fellow that does all the the black uh, Egypt thing? Um, we almost had him on Orion. Yeah, I drawing a blank. No. Yeah. Starts with a B or a D.
0: Forrester? No. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Duval. Duval. Oh, Duval. Yeah. Oh, he's a character. Yeah. yeah. Whatever happened with that?
2: Yeah, I don't know. We never had him on, did we? In the he end. He's a character. No.
0: Yeah. Well, big thanks for Miriam for coming on the show. Big thanks to you guys for listening. Uh, Even bigger thanks to those of you who choose to support the show over at grindamerica.ca slash support. If you could head over there and sign up for a monthly today it would be super cool and we would love you because it keeps us going, keeps the bills paid, keeps the internet things going, keeps the servers working. There's all these little hidden expenses. Yeah. And if any of those bills didn't get paid, everything comes to a grinding halt. Yeah, exactly. Without you guys, there'd be no show. We love you. If you want to become one of those lovely people, head over to slash support today, sign up for a buck a month entry level. You're in, you're in the door as a supporter. You get full access to the community and the black budget. You get the black budget. All of a sudden, you're a member. And then maybe you go to two bucks one day. Who cares? We'll start at a buck. Let's start there. Yeah. Uh, but we take any one-time donations too. Absolutely. It's all there on the same page. You go to america.ca slash support. All the options. There's a bunch of stuff in the show notes you can do to help support the show as well that don't cost you anything, whether it's review the show, share the show. Also, sign up for the newsletter.
2: Also, check out com. right? Is that That's exactly right. how you say
0: it? Yeah, there's two spots left. For contact at the cabin.com I sold one of the private rooms this morning so that brings us down to one private room and one bed left so if you want to go to contact at the cabin you better email me soon dereknakammerer.com all other correspondence goes to grammerer.com what else is that it that's it i think that's it all right guys thanks for listening and we will see you next week
1: Pomp and circumstance Sometimes fade into black in war and romance A deep sleep painted dream Draining nebulous memories Took me to a mountaintop It was a lovely haiku The waitress walked by with a mop When your soul is pencil thin And you got coal in your stocking, Go out and be charitable Now that's a win-win situation when your soul is pencil thin and you got coal in your stocking, go out and be charitable. Now that's a win-win situation. Your fortune cookie took me to a mountain top. It was a lovely haiku. Waitress walked by with a mop Remember that was the day we went to watch the marathon We met up with Greg and Ella at the finish line They make such a cute couple I think their babies will be beautiful Your fortune cookie Took me to a mountain top it was a lovely haiku. The waitress walked by with a mob. Some say they're like coast to coast, but on demand. Raw and uncut interviews, and all without no ads. One says false and one says true. And the waitress thinks grows too. America is here for you stories from the listeners they sent to Graham he'll read the man be amazed but Darren may say no one says red and one says blue but if it's balls it just won't do america Grammerica. is here